Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com Trade on... Football show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Weedy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808-1717-700. We're all back together in the studio. Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy, and me, Paul Cooney. Your calls are coming in. 0808-1717-700. The calls are coming in, but no, I'm not leaving. I'm staying in the show. Barry, another big weekend. Still three points in it at the top. Celtic remaining that three points ahead um, after the 24th league win in a row without defeat 3-1 against Livingston Celtic were back on it after 15 year hoodoo yeah I, I was very impressed with Celtic certainly in the first half they, they came out the traps um, really quickly um, and they dominated the game to, to be quite honest with you um, and they thoroughly deserved it I know a lot of people going when Maeda scored for the corner was it a corner I mean, we, we watched it, it wasn't. But listen, Livingston still got to defend that. Um, and David Martindale will be disappointed. But look, overall, no question about how good Celtic were on the day. And they thoroughly deserved their three points. And in terms of Rangers, it wasn't a vintage performance. Um, Rangers looked a bit tired, if I'm, I'm being honest with you. Manager, everybody was complaining about no making many changes. Um, he made a, a couple of changes. And they changed what and Kmar Ruth got the winning goal. And um, yet they booed when the striker Morelos yeah, went look, off. Morelos is he's a fan's favourite, there's no doubt about it. But he didn't have his best game. He, he did look tired. He still worked hard, um, don't get me wrong. But look, the manager decided to make a decision and, and change it. And the decision worked out in, in Rangers' favour. And Kamar Ruth uh, got the, the winning goal. But I thought it, during the game when I was watching it, at no stage did I ever feel that Aberdeen look like scoring Paul so look at the end of the day Rangers did deserve to get the three points and so did Celtic so the title race is, is still on and um, I think it's going to be a cracking next two months What do you think Rangers fans Celtic fans 0808 17 17 700 as the debate continues about the Down Under Derby later this year maybe talk about that as well Mark this is going to go all the way isn't it I know we keep saying it eight games to go Celtic 73 points Rangers and 70 points and uh, the goal difference Celtic 11 11 goals better yeah yes. which is <clears throat> almost worth a, an extra point uh, Paul, I think yesterday looking at Celtic I think they threw down the gauntlet to Rangers mm. and the message is clear if you're going to retain your title you're really going to have to produce something special and Rangers may well have to produce what Barry spoke about last Monday night 10 wins in a row they've got two now and there's eight to go but I think Celtic are going to take a bit of stopping um, Paul yesterday was a, potentially a really really tricky tie for them as has been proven over the years um, as you said 15 years there without a victory um, and I thought Celtic played well uh, too so at the moment for me Celtic are looking uh, in terms of ability and the way they're playing they're looking like champions um, for me but when it gets to this stage it is squeaky bum time mm. and Barry will know better than any of us here 
mentality comes into it but Celtic look as well have got the mentality to go all the way as well A player you really rate Barry you always have done James Forrest and he got his first goal of the season he scored in every of yep. the last 13 seasons is he the kind of guy that you know he's got all the titles all the medals that he could come well he's coming good for Celtic yeah, in, in terms of James Forrest he's been in and out of the team he, he's found it hard to get back in with the form of Abada and Jota and rightly so because two of them have, have been really good for Celtic but watching the game yesterday Celtic's game he looked he looked fresh he, he looked if he had that bit of zip about him again um, James Forrest uh, every time he got the ball um, he was very direct um, great finish listen we, we he's, he's left peg um, good finish past the goalkeeper so James Forrest look there's, there's no doubt he's, a, he's still a a big player for Celtic and he's got a big part to, to play um, for Celtic in the, in the run-in but in terms of Celtic they did look at it yesterday no doubt that that's a tough place to go Livingston have been in really good form um, and Celtic for me um, went out and as I said to you they, they took the game straight to Livingston and, and they thoroughly deserved the, the three points so look, it's still three points in it the goal difference I think it's that, is that 11, 11 goals 11. yep um, so Rangers need to get their, their, their shooting boots on but as I said I, I, I firmly believe that Rangers do need to win every single game up until the, the old firm game in April the 3rd at Ibrox and then it's it's one of their games it's going to be some game isn't yeah, it yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, going to be an absolute, yeah. absolute belter so yeah. decision this day. is what you want this is what you want in a yep. title race of course. going head to head yep. going right down to the wire um, and we'll just see what happens over the, the coming weeks but that old firm game in April the 3rd that Ibrox is going to be an absolute belter I, I think we've been fulsome in my praise for Celtic yesterday mm-hmm. but looking at Rangers as well Paul on the back of, of, of the way they defended their two goal lead against Motherwell when the goals the, the, the loss were absolute shockers two shockers so to win 1-0 two very tricky games mm-hmm. St Johnson away Aberdeen at home um, both times is good I don't think it was I think Barry watching it was not the football was never fluent no. in both games but it doesn't matter you're showing that A you can keep a clean sheet you can withhold a bit of pressure then B you get the goal and the positive for Rangers is that the fans are starting to get a bit agitated a bit anxious but with 8-9 minutes to go the substitutes come on big call from the manager and credit to him uh, for, for that to make that call and and the substitute who replaces Morelos Kima Roof gets a goal so listen Rangers are going to be there uh, for sure they're going to make it difficult for Celtic Celtic's going to make it difficult for them but we'll be a lot clearer as we sit in this studio um, three weeks tonight we'll have a much greater idea of, of, of where the title's going sure are decision day it, it might be Barry it could be by then Rangers I have to win it I think it's going to come down to the old firm games Paul yeah. we've mm-hmm. spoke about it in this studio sure. many a times um, I, I don't I've said it before I don't see both Rangers and Celtic mm-hmm. losing games up until the, the old firm game and and listen see sometimes in, in terms of Rangers I watched the full game on, on Rangers TV they weren't at their best but they found a way mm. and the managers got to have, you've got to give Gio credit he had a lot of people saying on Thursday and Friday why is he not making substitutions that mm. was proved right against St mm. Johnson mm-hmm. the game going into the last 10 minutes he's decided right he's top man mm. for me Morelos I'm bringing him off okay my roof comes on and it was a real poacher's goal so mm-hmm. credit to the manager and credit to the players because the fans were getting a bit agitated in the stadium you could hear it coming through in the, the, the TV but listen it's quite bold wasn't it yeah but sometimes see the three points they, they sort of win sometimes mm-hmm. they're the best ones
Let's hear from both managers first. Ange Postacoglu, 3-1 at Livingston. Obviously, you know, we, we kind of know it's a difficult place to come and win, but more importantly, I thought we played really well. You know, we were dominant from the first minute. We kind of, you know, um, sort of still kept our patterns and created good chances. Um, yeah, they were always a threat from set pieces, but, you know, really that was the only threat. And I thought, you know, they were a big side, so it was always going to be a bit of a challenge for us, but I still thought we handled it all well. Yeah, Maeda with the first goal in 17 minutes. Callum McGregor missing a penalty. Again, but never you would, no, no, it wasn't, was no, it? So there was no, kind was, of justice in that, really, wasn't there? There was, there was yep. never a call. Yep. Look, Livingston have still got to go and defend the corner. They can't yep. use the, the the mistake by the officials um, to, to to have a go. They've still got to be professional and do their job and stay focused. But it was never a corner kick, mm-hmm. and it was never a penalty kick. Mm-hmm. Now, as it turns out, Celtic deserve to win the game and they won it comfortably. But again, we go back to the point we've been speaking sure. about a lot. Imagine that's tight, and that's mm-hmm. a game that potentially decides the title, and, and there's. Wrong calls. I mean, for for a referee like Nick Walsh, who's probably viewed upon by the SFA as one of our top three or four referees to award a penalty kick for that, I thought is really poor. And then for one of our assistant referees not to call that as a goal kick, um, you can't get decisions like that. No, I mean, no. And again, it just goes to show. I hate saying it, but it's yet another more examples of the officiating this season. Mm-hmm been well below an acceptable standard across the board not just about Celtic and Rangers mm. across the board and the, 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 the top flight games every Why weekend. do you think that is do you think the refs are now under pressure they feel yeah. maybe they're bo- their nerves going a wee yeah. bit maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a bit of that I mean but it's it's like basic it's like a player not being able to pass for ATB you say mm. Mike you know that's, that's just a basic of your job you know yeah, uh, I, I, yeah I can't believe that was a basic error for me and you're blaming the referee, Nick Walsh, right? He should see it, but listen, it's the assistant referee. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's the closest to it, and he didn't see it. And um, listen, they, they, they get the goal. Livingston have got to defend the, uh, the ball better, the corner kick. Um, but some of the decisions, yep, they're, they're, um, the refereeing at times this season hasn't been great. But you got the impression it was going to be Celtic's day anyway, was it? Yeah, they it were on it, they were going to score. Yeah, you, you sensed that after the first five minutes sure. when I was sitting yeah. watching it. Uh, the way they started, as I said, on the front foot, uh, on the on the front foot, they came out the traps. He made a couple of changes as well. We beat on sitting there, and Callum McGregor was pushed a bit, a bit forward. James Forrest coming in, who was um, real impressive, to be fair. But look, at the end of the day, apart from the, the mistakes, there was no doubt that, that Celtic deserved to win the game. Nicky Devlin, the OG, in 46 minutes. And then James Forrest, as we mentioned, 55 minutes. His first goal of the season. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, we haven't seen that much of him, have we? Played a big role in the game against St. Johnson in the League mm-hmm. Cup semi-final, Premier mm-hmm. Sports semi-final. Remember, he made a difference when he yep. came on. And uh, he's coming good for Celtic at, at the right time. You're right, Paul, that's exactly it. At the right time, you think mm-hmm. it now. Eight games to go in the league. Uh, Scottish Cup quarter-final away to Dundee United a week tonight. So to have a guy like, like James Forrest coming back, hitting that bit of form... Kyogre could be back maybe after an international break possibly in time for the game against Rangers I broke so that, that's real positive sight and again Barry mentioned there that just shows you the, the quality that Celtic have in the squad when a guy like Beaton can come on in a venue like that and just look the part you know he's got that height he's got that presence that allows McGregor to go further forward which I think probably McGregor's preferred position even though I think he's more effective now in, in that number 6 role and they knew they would need his height didn't they Barry against Livingston that's probably yeah, one of the yeah you heard David yep. Martindale speak before the game that was something they identified mm. Celtic set, set pieces mm. are, are vulnerable uh, and I think you've seen that during the game on a couple of occasions mm. um, 
Somebody hit the bar with a header, I can't remember who it was. It did. Yeah, yep. Um, yep. and they had another couple of opportunities. But in terms of James Forrest, that's the sharpest I've seen him in a long time. He did look um, sharper, whether... Obelai. Obelai, yep, yep. Off, off the bar. Um, but in terms yep. of James Forrest, that's the sharpest and, and the best he's looked in a long time. I missed the pre-match. I was listening to the Go Radio Business Show. So uh, then we switched on at 12. Some great stuff from Derek Proven. Not Davy Proven, Derek Proven from the airport. It's going to be some week, isn't it? We're seeing that every week. Yesterday there was so much football. We'll talk later about the, the Manchester derby. My goodness, the noisy neighbours. Uh, it was all there. Wait, Man United, what's happened to them? If this was Radio Manchester, that would be all the chat, wouldn't it? What's yeah. happened to the Red Devils? And you saw the... Um, Sir Alex Ferguson in the stand there he must be thinking for goodness sake yeah, City, City absolutely desto- hey? destroyed them yeah. yesterday particularly in that yeah. second half that 15 minute spell 92% possession to 8 unheard of I've, I have never seen that oh. 92% no, no, possession yeah. and, and yeah. listen to Roy Keane and Gary Neville He's brilliant, after the game you, you can't not uh, disagree with what, what he was saying I thought he was spot on in everything he, he said and any Man United fan at that game or watching it on the TV they, they must have been in total shock That that's that's the biggest doing since the third goal went in they just didn't lay a glove didn't get close to them um, and that that's one thing sometimes you get beaten football you know what I mean at least go and show a bit of desire or a bit of hunger get close to your your opponent but guys were standing five yards off their, their direct opponent that, that's no good enough certainly at that level because that's the highest level of football you yeah. can get and for us, Scott McTominay, it's not doing him any favours either, is it? I saw Roy Keane mention him and he said, well, don't want to be too unfair on, on the boy. I mean, he's playing at the highest level, but Man United, not what they should be. Maybe talk about that in the second hour of the programme. There is so much. Rangers, of course, in UEFA Cup action on uh, Thursday night, the Europa League. We'll talk about that. Uh, at the weekend, Rangers 1-0 against Aberdeen. Kmar Roof, we'll hear from the manager in a moment or two. Dundee United and Hearts, 2-2. Really good game there uh, at Tannadice. Hibs and St. Johnson, 0-0. What's happening at Hibs, though? A bit uh, short shy at the moment, but a point for Saints. Motherwell still looking for a win. They haven't had a win since 2021 against Dundee, who were ravaged by uh, COVID, which we talked about the other night. We didn't know if the game would go ahead. And Ross County won St Mirren nil. Ross County, they could be on the way to Europe. Yeah, I, I, I think they're a right good shout for it, Paul. Ross County, I, I think we'll be between Ross County and Livingston, mm-hmm. who finishes in, in, in fourth place. Um and, and credit, you know, look, I would imagine whoever wins the title in, in terms of whether it's Giovanni Van Bronckhorst or Ange Postacoglu, they would be named as, as manager of the year. And they can totally yeah. understand that for for various reasons. Well, I see that. And I wouldn't mean anything against Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, but maybe the fact that he came in in November, he might, he might not be manager of the year. But if you're looking at alternatives, I think there's great alternatives in Davy Martindale, mm-hmm. um, in Malky Mackay, and also Robbie Nielsen as well still in the Scottish Cup considering that Robbie was you know really fearing for his job uh, he had to get off to a flying start and they did they beat Celtic the opening day of the season so I think some of our managers they had you know there's a few of them lost their jobs this season but there's I think we also need to just make sure we mention the good work that's done and, and Malky Mackay right now is absolutely brilliant yeah they're my choice to, to get fourth place are they? Yep. yeah um, and we've spoken about it many a times at yep. the start of the season Yep. They were playing good stuff Just defensively They were a bit shaky Listen Malky Obviously been an excellent centre half Has obviously mm-hmm. worked In the training ground and that. They've sorted that side of it out mm-hmm. And uh, what a run They've been on Amazing. Lately And um, 
Uh, yep, I, I definitely fancy them to get fourth place. What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. You wonder what's happening with Motherwell as well. They could still get a European place, but getting a win is the problem for Graham Alexander's side. What do you think, Motherwell fans? Give us a call. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And we're on the socials at Goal Football Show. Celebrations, the 150th anniversary of your old club, Barry. What did you think of the celebrations? Yeah, I had, to be honest, we had it on at half two just to, huh? to watch yeah. and, and have a look. No, it looked it looked brilliant. Um, good, obviously, a lot of pictures about and banners about and whatever. So, no, it looked of um, it was a, a good day. The, the, the fans had at Ibrooks and, and listen, they, they capped it off. It would have been disappointing to come away. That happens sometimes, yeah, doesn't it? Like, when everybody's yeah. enjoying it and it's a kind of party atmosphere. And then sometimes you, you either lose a game or draw the game. And uh, when it was getting towards the last 15, mm. 20 minutes, I'm thinking to myself, this could be a, a horrendous two points to, to drop. But again, I'll go back to it. Fair play to the manager. Mm. He's went and he, he's took off his talisman. And a lot of people... They weren't were, happy. Yeah, they weren't yeah. happy about mm. it. But Gio's obviously mm. got his, his own mind. He decided to go and make that change. And that change made the difference in Rangers getting three points were you happy with your own picture that was up as part of the celebrations that's why I had it on to have a yeah. look at were you happy it? with it <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> you no know it's that? good yeah uh, no it was nice to that's what you should be yeah, yeah, one of the old time yeah. Rangers greats absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah it was well good deserved. I had a, a few mates at the game and they were winding me up they were sending me a few photos through <laughs> magnificent um, yeah yeah I was looking alright I was looking young was it the Taylor Ferguson haircut you had at the time or <laughs> no it was it was it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a big day for that. Him, was good that, times, but that yeah, was uh, of I course. think it was two thousand and three. I think it was a treble, treble year, mm-hmm. treble year, and that was one of the big banners that went up. So no, it's nice that people uh, remember what you've done at the club. You haven't mentioned it for about a week. The uh, two thousand and three. No, last week we were talking about the tightest, <laughs> tightest title rates ever. No, we did. No, and it was Craig Moore as well. I know, I asked you the question last week. No, it was great to see you there, uh, up there in the banners as well. So, what do you think? We're going to take some more calls in a second or two. We're going to have a break. Certainly yeah. doors in the show. I've still exactly. got another 40. I'll get you back. Don't take worry. that. Oh, there'll be plenty of opportunity. Right, we'll hear from GVB after uh, a quick break. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. We're talking about moving house here during the break and uh, glad you've made the switch though. You've moved to us, the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre, every night, Monday until Friday, uh, between five and seven. Now, you were mentioned Clellans of Hamilton. I worked for them when I was 15 in the summer. Humphrey Furniture in Hamilton. Seven a few years ago, that. Uh, yeah, I was 15. <laughs> Seriously, you mentioned them. Is it McClellan's in Hamilton? Yep. yep. Um, in Kansas Street. I remember spending a summer. I was about five foot three, <laughs> six stone wet. And I was, I was, the, I you was your removal guy. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'd let you get me back within minutes. Go Radio Football Show. It's I Barry Ferguson on 08, 08 oh. 17, 17, 700, along with Mark Weedy. In fact, let's go to Hamilton. Uh, the caller is on. Paul is on the line. Good evening, Paul. Hi, thanks, Yeah, good, thanks. You? Quick question. Ah, not too bad. Yeah. Quick question, right? I mean, obviously, the, the standard of the referee has been shocking this year, right? I'm not going to deny that. Now, how come you don't get someone like Mayer or you don't get any players who's played the game? You can referee on the list and you're 45-year-old. Mm-hmm. How come you don't get players like Barry and all the rest of you who's always flagging referees left, right and centre? 
喺金鱼道拣喺食嘅老王食白脚阿爸说话。I'm sure there's two things you want to say in that, Barry. I am sensible. That's yeah. why I don't yeah. want to be a ref. Yeah. Must be crazy if you want to be a ref. Um, and li- listen, I do know that the, there was an option for players to go and and, and take the course. Um, but look, I'll be honest with you, it's not for me. But I mean, it's like I mean, it would help in the game, but it not. What ex-professionals? It would. Yeah, a hundred percent. I've no doubt about it. The like in terms of. No, like the, the the mistake that happened with the, the the game Livingston against Celtic with the corner kick. I think tackles like maybe over the top. People know if they've they've been they've either went over the top or maybe they've no um, things like that. I think that was just uh, sometimes referees nowadays they're only human and they do make genuine mistakes. But I yeah. think the, the criticism on here, I think it's always constructive. That's right. Yeah, I've split a second decision you've got. Yeah. Paul, to be fair, I think Barry often says that, Mark. I mean, we do. Who would be a referee? But he makes a great point. If we if we had more oh, pros, right. ex-pros doing it, they would know, especially tackles and things, they can mm. say is their intent in that or whatever. Well, I, I think one thing where I would like to see ex-pros get, get involved in it, and it, 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 they would be involved, but they'd keep them away from the sharp end on the pitch actually having the whistle was in the VAR vans mm-hmm. and they should have it down south you know, because a, a lot of the VAR decisions are are still down to opinion rather than fact now we saw a classic one of the fact yesterday in the Manchester derby with that with that goal the final goal bang on full time yeah. um, with, 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 the, with the boot that was on side but um, in terms of like tackles and as you going over the top and, mm-hmm. and, and different things it's red cards and I think that uh, we could get players involved so like for example Rather than barring anybody else having to go through a, a two or three year course, would be fact track. You, you could be you could brought brought up to speed in it quicker, mm-hmm. even if you have not got the final say in the van, but you're there as a guidance to the to the VAR um, official um, in the van. So see something like that, you could introduce it, and I think that would be a real uh, positive. But just one thing, Paul, you can keep going longer. Um, than 45 now it used to be 45 but they took that away because of yeah. age restrictions and it's unfair and da 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 which was quite right so um, you can keep going you know a, a lot longer than that oh, yeah but I'm, I'm on a bit sort of professional standard like say with and all the rest it was always 45 but I was doing it yeah Paul, so you were a referee yeah. Paul what level would you, what did you do um, I, I qualified in south um, I'd done um, actually well uh, southern counties uh, which is yep. one below the Vauxhall Conference at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously I transferred up here. Um, so, I mean, I, I used to play football and I played semi-pro. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, it was a keeper, but my shoulders were gubbed. So, but to continue with the game, I did say, take up refereeing. Good on you, Paul. I mean, that is what we need, Barry, isn't it? But you often say that. I don't think you do. We don't give as much criticism, I don't think. We don't go on all night about the refereeing I decisions. I criticise, but I of think criticism. Constructive criticism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I know they're only human. I know they're mm-hmm. going to make mistakes. Um, and as uh, Paul just said there they've got a split de- uh, decision mm-hmm. um, but Mark that's a good good idea Isn't that it? Mark's come up with in terms of tackles and whatever because I think some tackles the referees no disrespect them they've not played the game they don't understand it mm-hmm. times so that's where professional players who have played at a decent level could help the the referees out in the future Mark what do we do cup final day Rangers against Celtic in the VAR van it's Barry Ferguson <laughs> and Neil Lennon maybe or whatever it would have to be wouldn't it and that's a few tackles a... in that van yeah. <laughs> get the camera on the van uh, yeah it's a uh... It's a good and, and you know I think to be honest, if anybody was wanting to pursue it uh, after they'd hung up their boots, 
yeah. you probably need to be somebody that hasn't played for Celtic, hasn't played for Rangers, because you know you're going to bring it up. So, for example, it was a Motherwell player or a Morton player or whatever. Somebody like that, you know, that could come in that would still know the game, that, that still operated at a decent level. I think that could be a positive. It's not going to, it's not going to cure all the ills, but I, I think you could find a way where that could be very, very helpful. I, I take my hat off to referees yeah. who mm. wants to become a referee. Yeah, 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 the cool. amount of stick mm. yeah, of and grief they get. And, and see, when I've been a manager, actually, see, when you speak to them before the game, they, they're there an hour and a half, two hours before it, check the pitch, etc. You have a good chat with them and, and, and they're fine and whatever, but during the game, I just think they can be you can have a bit more chat amongst them mm-hmm. as before when Hugh Dallas was on um, back in his day. If you had to go to Hugh Dallas, he would have a wee pop back, and there was a line if you crossed the line, bang, you were getting booked. Mm-hmm. I, I don't find that, I don't think mm-hmm. the communication between players and referees is great. Mm-hmm. They always say before, uh, yep, if there's any issues, come up and have a chat with us you try and have a chat with them and then they just obviously they don't want to chat with you and that, that's where obviously players become frustrated and then they obviously get booked because they, they might go over the the, yeah. the line with the, the referees mm. Paul what about VAR I take it you are in favour um, aye yeah. um, but as, again are you going to take that to the grassroots level and all the rest of it sure. it's hard to say I mean you've got he actually sort of like it's actually been proven and it was proven a long, long time ago. It's virtually impossible for you sort of for an offside decision yeah. when the player's actually passing that, when it's leaving his fit to where the player actually is. I think, I mean, I've only turned in and say, well, any part of the body you can actually score a goal with. I think it's very important to actually look at the position of the feet. And if you take it, anybody that's running, you're going to be leaning forward anyway. Mm-hmm. I think it's mere looking at the uh, position of the, the foot as opposed to sort of like, you know, somebody leaning forward just a touch. Yeah. Paul, did did you watch the the Levy Celtic game yesterday? Yes. Did you think it was a penalty? Um here's the thing to do, there's nothing clarifying with this handball at the moment. Um mm. it seems to be changing week to week to week to week. There's no clarifying on it. Is it making it harder for the, the referees and all the rest of it? Aye it is. Um See, the ball's going direct to goal because after they harmed what's their natural position what's no unnatural position it's hard, it's, that's getting harder and harder all the time yeah. I, I know it strikes Fitzwater's yeah. arm but I don't know what, what, what he else can, he's meant to do what he can do there he mm. had another one I think in the later on in the first half that was a penalty that was more a penalty for yeah. me Paul Absolutely. Yeah, the second one was more a penalty but, than the first one yeah but there's, there's no clarification on the body of the new man, you know, no, so no. it just seems to be changing week in and week out, week in and week out. Is it something they're going to have to iron out again to actually look at it, you know, what's basically what? If it hits harm at all, then I. And you look at Man City's fourth goal yesterday. At first, the naked eye, I certainly thought he was offside. Yeah, then yeah, you yeah. see it again. I know, I know it was, but you think that's clearly offside. Yeah, yeah. And how and many times it. have we all said that? I think he was a mile off. That's yeah. the problem the referees have got up here. Yeah. I know they've not no got that help. Yeah. They, they've got yeah. to go in the assistant referees. They've got to go in the split mm-hmm. se- uh, second decision. And the, the way the game is now, how quick the game is and mm-hmm. the pace the game's played, mm-hmm. it, it's difficult. That's why they need to get Varin up here in the Premier League to help the referees out. Would you help them out if there was ex top pros in the VAR HQ, Barry? Would you? Would you do it? Yeah, but ain't they make our game better? Good. Of course you would. Good. Yeah. Paul, Paul are you it? still refereeing? 
Uh, no, I'll stop that. No, stop, stop. Paul's going to ask you, who, who, as an ex-referee yourself, who do you think is our hmm. number one whistler in the country at the moment? Um, up here? I wouldn't get in, to be honest with you. No, nah, um, but I, I'm, I, I, there are some good... I don't think, across the board, I don't think the standard's been particularly good this season. There'll be a lot of strange decisions, but certainly a lack of consistency. Mm. But we do have some good race. I'm just... I mean... You know, in your professional opinion, you know, if it's if it's a league decider tomorrow and it's Celtic v Rangers to decide the title, who are you giving the game to? Who is the best referee to handle that game? Bella <laughs> <laughs> He's taking the that's sitting on the fence, Paul. I know who would. He was who a good ref. To be ah, he was, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, 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 he gave you a lot of times, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, he gave you the stare. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He was scary looking, wasn't he? Oh, he was, of course. So, what, which games? Did he referee with you, or just give um, us one of them? It was it was definitely a Champions League Champions game. Champions League, of course, top, top, top referee, referee in Europe yep. and the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Paul. Listen, thanks a lot for calling. Speak to you soon. No problem, guys. Cheers. Thanks Cheers a lot. Bye First time call there, Paul in Hamilton. Bobby Madden has to be one of the best at the moment. Mark, you asked the question, yeah, so I'll yeah. ask you. I like yeah. yeah. I, I like right now. Uh, if, if it's that game that I'm talking about, I would. Mm. Um, Flip a coin between Bobby Madden, Bo- Bobby Madden, mm-hmm. and Willie Will Collum. Okay. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. it. That's a two for two. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. John Beaton in there as well. Uh, not for that game, no. I'd, I'd, no. I'd have Willie Collum or, or no. No, I mean I think Nick Walsh. Or, Nick Walsh or, yeah. Listen, they're all look. Don't get them, they're all decent, yeah. and, and I admire them mm-hmm. for the job that they do and, and the stick that they take. But if you're saying to me tomorrow as a title decider, we want a best referee. Uh, genuinely, uh, uh, it would be a flip of the coin for me between Willie and Bobby. Bobby Madden, did I see him as a fourth official the yep. other day and he's yes, got the beard? Yeah, yeah. yesterday, yeah. Is that allowed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> right, what do you reckon about who would be a referee? I don't think Wally Collum could grow a beard. Oh, <laughs> what do you reckon? Who's the top referee? 08, 08, 17, that, that's 17, the two. 700. That, that's yeah. the two. Wally Collum. Yeah, if it's Bobby an, an old firm game, yeah. it's got to be Wally or, or Bobby. Yeah. And the linesmen are the fourth officials. Are they? What do we call them? Assistant referees. They need to do more, don't I, they? I don't think yeah. they help the referees. No. That, that's my honest opinion. Yeah. I, I think um, they leave it on the referee to make a decision. That's why they're there to try and help. And I'll go on it. Uh, Nick Walsh yesterday. I didn't. I can't think of the position he was in when mm-hmm. the corner kick was given to Celtic. Um, I, I would imagine twenty, thirty yards behind mm-hmm. play. For me, the linesman yeah. is what fifteen yards. Mm-hmm. Surely he can see that because it's stand side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The linesman, so they, they they need the referees do need a bit of support. But to cl- to clarify it, you feel Celtic dominated and we're going to win anyway. You know, it wasn't. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, yeah I, I thought Celtic were the, were the better. T- I don't think um, they can argue with that watching the game. Sure. I think in the social media you can see people say, "Oh, you're saying such and such." Barry will say, "Barry said at the beginning Celtic were back on it, back on form." But we are looking at some of the incidents from the game yesterday. A game when Celtic were back on it for the first time in about three weeks, isn't it? Since Bodo Glimp, you know, both performances. Celtic were back to, if not their best, getting towards it. What's happening with Kyogo? I'm interested to find out there. And Christopher Julian as well. You've always said, Barry, it's going to take a long time, but it's gone quiet there. Mark, any information? No, to be honest, on, on Julian, um, not at the moment. On, on Ky- Kyogo, well, there's one or two mummers at... Um, Available for the first game after the international break, which is Ibrox on April the third. 
Now we could see Kyogo coming in for the for the League Cup final against Hibs. Impact he made with with not a lot of training time behind him. So um, if it was to be the case, if that's accurate and he's available for for the game at uh, at Ibrox, I wouldn't imagine that he would start unless there's an injury problems to Maeda or Jackie Marcus, or whatever. But certainly having somebody like Kyogo on the bench, what a lift that would give. Um, to Celtic you know to the managers to the players to the supporters albeit there'll be no Celtic supporters on the ground um, that day but um, I think that that's um, that would be one that you could see go and if he's required for whatever reason the circumstances he's, in qu- he's required to come on and give 25 minutes to half an hour he would have that in his locker all day to go and do that Let's hear from GVB Rangers winning on Saturday 1-0 against Aberdeen late in the game and it was uh, Kemar Roof the scorer who'd just come on a few minutes before here's the manager You know we've had those uh, games lately where we uh, were pushing for the winning goal create a lot of chances and uh, in the end didn't convert them into goals and today uh, you know for us we did so I was very pleased with with the second half today Barry as you say it's about getting the points In the end it's it's all about the points of course you want to play well uh, create a lot of chances Win with uh, with a uh, with a big margin. Uh, don't concede a goal, but it's football. You know, it's especially in these um, in, in the last phase of the season. Everyone is playing for something. Who are the pluses for you from Rangers at the weekend, Barry? Obviously, the points were the biggest. It's not their best performance of the year, but they took the points. Who impressed you? Um, they were off it a bit, Paul. If mm. I'm being honest with you, in the first half. Um, I don't know whether that was the effects of Wednesday night a heavy pitch mm-hmm. uh, against St Johnson but the second half I agree with Gio it, it was better um, and there was no doubt Rangers were the, the stronger team in the day um, and look, it's all about and I keep going back to it it's the same old cliche it's just about getting the wins look it's a bonus it's a bonus if you play well um, and it's good to see guys coming off the bench and, and making an impact because I did say I think Gio has got a an 11 in his head that I think he thinks is a, the strongest um, 11 he did make a few changes I was surprised not to see Lundstrom mm-hmm. um, in the team Did he just give him a break maybe? Yeah probably because yeah. Ryan Jack obviously come back mm-hmm. it was good to see him him back um, but look it was good for Kemar Roof because um, he's he's been out of the team he's not had much of a chance um, since Gio's come in so it was great for him coming on, coming on and making a an impact straight away. Uh, so look, it's all about three points. Rangers just need to keep um, doing what they're doing and grinding result, uh, results up. Because I'm a big believer in you continue to work hard, the performances will start to crop up again. It's important to know your best team, isn't it, Mark? Especially yeah. heading for to retain the title. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if if, if 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 Giovanni's got an eleven in his head and he's got. The luxury, and it is a luxury if all 11 are available um, to you to go and do that. Then, you know, at this stage, you start with them and you, you, you just try and get every ounce out of them that you can. And for example, on Saturday, again, it's great management by Van Bronckhorst because he's noticed for whatever reason Morelos isn't quite on it. Um, I think Roof's a better bet. Freshness, Aberdeen defence, I've done a bit of the cost, but a bit tired, tired minds, tired legs. Roof might just be able to go and capitalise on something and, and, and then it was it wasn't a classic goal but it was a great goal for Kemar Roof and for Rangers to get under the circumstances and it's three points in the bag boom when you move on to, to Thursday night at home to Red Star Red Star we'll talk about them shortly Barry mm. as well we're going to take a yeah, quick but, break but you're going to come in yeah in terms of making changes as well he, he, he took Barisic off again yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Again, probably he's looking and thinking, I'm, I'm not too happy. And as soon as Bassey, when Bassey goes to that left back position for me, he's more direct. Um, he's bombing up and down that line. And a lot of people, some don't normally see managers change mm-hmm. the centre halves yeah, yeah. during the game. But again, that's something he's probably looked at and identified and thought, I need to change that. And I, I, I think that's great management. Yeah, you like that, don't you? It shows that he is prepared to make the, the call, a difficult call. But he yeah, does it. especially your defence I think sure. if you ask most managers or coaches that's an area mm-hmm. where it's normally a midfielder or a forward you'll, yeah. go, and, you'll go and change but fair enough we Dick was the same wasn't he we Dickie wouldn't he hesitate to change a, yeah, a defender yeah he done it with Craig Moore yeah, he, yeah. He, mm-hmm. he took Craig off he took Fernando Rickson yeah. off yeah um, if things are not going right mm-hmm. after 20-25 minutes um, he, we Dick was just um, he was willing to change sometimes managers leave it at half time uh-huh. Um, Dick was a bit a bit different but every, way, every manager's got a different way of operating but I think Gio when he sees something at the sideline and he's not happy with it he's not scared to make that change We'll find out more about you and Dick Advocate because you saw him again the other night was it brilliant to see your old gaffer yeah, in Glasgow? It was good to see three of them yeah. Paul, yeah. Um, Dick, Alec and, and Graham Soonis uh, and I could I'll be honest with you it was good to listen to them talk about old times but I could listen to Graham Soonis mm. all day um, so could Graham couldn't he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no he is brilliant isn't he yeah, more yeah. about that after this the Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more let's go Go, go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre it's going to be some week Rangers back in action Thursday night the Europa Cup looking forward to that one Red Star Belgrade the Serbian champions coming in to town next weekend it's going to be a bit different Sunday Dundee Rangers pick of the games on that day in the cup and then the following night Monday night football Dundee United against Celtic so the city of discovery against uh Scotland's greatest city. I think we can say that here in Go Radio. Britain's greatest city. Maybe the world's as well. What are you two laughing at? Here is that. Yeah, you're buzzing about. It's just Greatest Freedom yeah. Day for yeah, me. Back out again. You know, locked up in the estate for uh, ten days. It's been difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Number of people saying the estate. On location. Hoping in your own location. What were you up to anyway? Yeah, that week it was very quiet. Obviously, with uh, with COVID. At least that's what the doctor's line says. <laughs> you're trying to get me in trouble. Here. No, listen, thanks. I know there's a lot of it about just now, so thank goodness we've all been jabbed, yeah. double jabbed, and get the top up as well, and then take it easy. How are you so, feeling? Yeah, you fine, feeling absolutely good? fine. Yep, yeah. we walk early, a bit tired afterwards, right, but no, great, absolutely fine. That's right, <laughs> <laughs> it's the old gag. You don't look 50, you did it one time, but uh, <laughs> you're, looking well, you're looking well. Have you been ill? That's right, correct. <laughs> I had a colleague, and we said, Are you looking well? What's wrong with me? There was nothing wrong whatsoever. 08 08 17 uh, 17 700. Go radio football show on uh, a Monday night. Quite a lot of topics uh, up for grabs here this evening, including the Derby down under. They're still talking about it today. Jim was talking about this morning, Simon Jordan on TalkSport. I had Gary Marshall in one ear and the other ear listening to that. And uh, a lot of the fans still don't like it. But I'm thinking, Mark, there's 3.2 million for each of them. 3.2 million available. That's what they're going to get in November for playing down there. And they're saying, oh, there's no such thing as a friendly. Fine, call it a challenge game. The top players will be at the World Cup anyway, but should that matter? This is a massive amount of money. Maybe I'm missing something, but it has. It's, it's United, you know, to 
sides of the old firm or the yeah. Glasgow Derby or whatever you want to call them yeah. um, they rarely agree on anything I know Paul, yeah. but, um, and, but there's certainly huge chunks of Celtic supporters and Rangers supporters and agreed on this that they don't want it now it's, you can't say it's everybody does they want no. it I'm sure there'll be fans that will want it but when people start to protest it's the ones that differ that, that tend to stay quiet and, and they're, they're sort of Outshouted. I'm sure there'll be a number of people in Australia as we spoke about on Friday night. Craig Moore had mentioned Celtic Rangers fans that want to get to see the game. But I don't think contractually, I'm sure that the Australian the South Wales um, Council will have that absolutely watertight in terms of money. So legally, you know, you're, you're going into a minefield if you try and um, pull out of that. I get it with the Rangers fans in terms of why should we be going there as basically a support act to Ange Postecoglou's homecoming. So I get the narrative is a problem. Yeah. I get mm-hmm. that for Celtic fans you know it's been billed as an old firm game and many many Celtic fans if not all Celtic fans say well the old firm doesn't exist anymore why should our club be, be, be cashing in on this and using it when their support base don't want the term used so it's all that kind of stuff that's going on ultimately it's the job of different people within both football clubs to go and raise money for their clubs to do their jobs as best they can have they read the room properly well they haven't clearly yeah, sure. But um, I'm kind of the mind as you, Paul. I think okay, it's it's not ideal, but you strip it all back. Celtic playing Rangers in a game in Australia, there's a right few quid at stake. I'm kind of thinking, do you want know just go and go on with it, go and just crack on and do it? But I get the fact that, that for certain di- different reasons, both sets of fans aren't happy. But I would just say, seeing this one, it's there, it's done now. Let's, let's crack on. Both clubs are going for a title. Rangers in Europe yeah. on Thursday night. Celtic's got a massive Scottish Cup tie a week tonight. For me, there's much more, to, and we're not going to get into Ukraine. But in terms of football, there's a lot to be there's a lot to be happy about at the moment. So enjoy it, enjoy it, and then when the Australia thing comes around, revisit it and, and, and see what it's about. Keith Jackson's done a big piece, two pages on it today in the record. Barry, you'll have seen that. He's saying, talk about falling asleep at the wheel. I know that's the, the headline writers. But he's having a go at James Bisgrove saying they got it wrong and also criticising the PR at Ibrooks for it. And I, I know I just you think felt the Rangers, that. Yeah. The Rangers fans wanted to know quicker or beforehand. Um, I, I, I can see both, both sides yet. I can understand why the Rangers fans are unhappy mm-hmm. but I can also see Rangers side it's an opportunity to bring in £3.2 million over what is it eight days they go for yes yep. eight or nine days yep. and I think these opportunities are, are going to arise America Canada places like that people will be desperate for both uh, sets of teams to, to go over uh, and, and play um, and I just think the Rangers fans were disappointed that they didn't get notified um, before the media did that before Rangers mm. uh, released it, but it's a big chunk of money just for eight days. Yeah, the Rangers of... won't need to pay for anything. No. All the flights, mm-hmm. accommodation, everything will be paid uh, for, plus a check for three point two million. Um, and as long as that three point two million, I'm sure it will. I'll go into Gio's budget. And Mark and Barry, there was always a respect between most of Rangers and Celtic fans. There is a respect. Yeah, one group are Rangers daft, the other one Celtic daft. And you need both sides. I don't know. Is it a younger element now that don't quite get that? I don't know. Maybe I Mark. Don't know. Social media got a lot yeah, to do with Paul sure. as well. Yeah. You know, maybe it is louder um, voices on social yeah, media. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've yeah. got the, the the Green Brigade at Celtic. You've got the Ultras mm-hmm. at Rangers. You know, they're, they're, they're you know 
kind of powerful voices um, in amongst there as, as well and it tends to be that in terms of support base they can very much set the agenda yeah. um, mm. for things as well so look, look, it's a lot of money you can see but I think it will happen because I think contractually legally um, it'd be a minefield to, to, to try and get out of it but you'd never say never I mean, but it's eight months away and we've got a title race on mm. a thirty-five million pound title race. Then I said it as well. I mean, I, I didn't. I, I knew there was a big fan base out there, but I didn't yep. realise how big it actually was when mm. I, I spoke to Big Oz um, from both sides. That is, and of course, these fans out in Australia never see them in the flesh. But the only disappointing thing is the bigger players maybe mm. be missing um, for different reasons. Sure, the World they Cup. Might be, they might yeah. be at the World Cup. Internationals might call some friendlies mm -hmm. during that period as well. Mm -hmm. uh, for the teams that are actually going to the World Cup, they'll look for teams to play in friendlies. So, it's, uh, I would like to think if it's going to happen, that the strongest possible teams are going to go out there, so the fans will actually will actually watch them and see them. One more question for you, Barry, on it. In the article by Keith Jackson, he was pointing out there's a picture of Dave King, the former chairman, uh, was at the Motherwell game just last weekend, but not in the director's box. Does, does any of that matter? The club, your club, the champions, 25 points clear last season, still very much in it, just three points off the top. But there's some, there seems to be... There's a lot of in-house fighting. Yeah. It's clear to see. Now, in terms of Dave King, um, I think you need to remember what Dave King done for Rangers. He came in and, and saved them. Put the Bears together. and Yep. yep. He saved them. Um, so, wasn't invited into the... Is it a yeah, the director's box? box apparently not. Yeah. Well, well, he didn't no visit matter, it anyway. I mean, no, maybe no he was invited. If you don't yeah. see IEI, he was still yeah. a big part mm -hmm. of Rangers, Dave King, and for what he'd done and got Rangers out the mess they were in at the, the time, and he was a big part of getting them where they are just now. Mm -hmm. um, so, look, we, do, we don't know actually what's going on inside the, the boardroom, do we? But it looks like there's a, a fair bit of bickering going on. Just doesn't seem as happy as you would expect. For no, a it's, not, it's not a good look. And look what they did against Borussia yeah. Dortmund two I weeks know. ago. Yeah, it's it's a shame because but Barry's right. You think back to Dave King um, seven eight years ago, uh, bringing the club uh, together, at getting it going, and, and and giving the Rangers supporters hope and belief that the club was going to head in the right uh, direction again. It did because it got back into the the, the top flight. Um, Dave King was a man who appointed Stephen Gerrard as well. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget. And then when Dave King stepped down, moved away, the Vienna had, had Douglas Park and the current regime who helped fund Stephen Gerrard to stop 10 in a row. So they've both played significant parts in what's happened at Rangers in the past seven or eight years. Um, and it's just quite, I think it's just quite sad that they were not able for whatever reasons, and we don't know, we're not privy to it, not privy to every detail, that they weren't able to come together for 90 minutes mm. in, a, in a director's but look, don't they be best buddies and go out for dinner yeah. and have a beer but for the sake of Rangers Football Club and remember that should always be first regardless of yeah. who's in charge whether it's the manager or the chairman or the owner mm. for the sake of the football club and the right message it was just unfortunate that they couldn't yeah. come together in terms of mm. team sport I've played in plenty of teams where you don't really see eye to eye but when you cross that white, mm. white line you fight for each other you, it's not you don't go out for a mm. beer and, and spend a lot of time on them. It's, that's just what happens in, in football. You go on with some people, mm. some people you don't really go on with too well. So that's where, when when I read it, um, it was it, it's sad. It, it, probably it, the, it, the, the it, right, the right show unity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they've showed a, a, a united. But, but Barry's right. It's like 
tonight you know, we, we should maybe invite Paul Outwards when we go for a pint but exactly. maybe not maybe not <laughs> you want a good night it's, it's, it's let me like ask you this Barry it's alright yep. in the studio exactly <laughs> two, the studio two hours is plenty <laughs> Barry um, we loved your the company cars you had you had the Phoenix Hondas when you were there didn't you did you not have the McLaren though now that I see that some of them have got McLarens apparently the supercar that's yeah. the reason why I'm trying to get fat to try and get another contract <laughs> yeah because yeah, you're playing in uh, just what two or three weeks time end of three the month we- three weeks, three weeks. time yeah. how, how, tell us about the game well it's we're playing against um, a world 11 um, some of the names Luis Figo Kaka Roberto Carlos Makalele um, I could go on and on and on and and my team, a lot of guys that I, I played with, Alan Hutton, Queller, Lee McCulloch, um, Boydie, Michael Moles, Pedro Mendes, guys like that. So, no, it's one I'm really looking forward to. And it's great because you, you don't get to see them. Everybody mm-hmm. goes away and does their own thing. So it'll be brilliant to spend a, a couple of days with the guys and, and get a yeah. good catch-up. But listen, we're taking it serious. <laughs> There's a game to play first. Were, we'll you spotted, after it. were you spotted running around Strathclyde Park at the weekend? <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, and did you have an injury? <laughs> Come on, tell us. I've tell us what a, happened. I've got a sore calf. Yeah. Sore calf. So, but I'll, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, going to see the... Got to see the physio on Wednesday. Um, it's just a slight strain. Were you on the deck and you were spotted by somebody who went, "Oh, Barry, she was a mother <laughs> of fan." <laughs> well, you did. You went down and somebody came to your aid. Yeah, no, came to my aid to try and help me. I, I was just, I, I was um, shouting, yeah. and she probably thought there's something up with this man here. Um, I was just angry because my my calf. You're buzzing up. You're buzzing yeah, up the I'm, game, I'm aren't you? Can tell. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of these ones. You've got something to aim for, and buzzing just to play in front of the fans again at Ibrox and get to see all my, my ex-teammates and, and go through the old times and whatever but also you're coming up against guys who were world class players so yeah we, we need to be we need to be right up for it and I'm one I'm certainly looking forward to The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's go 0808171700 It's the sound of Monday to Friday The Go Radio Football Show with our friends at the Taxi Centre Barry Ferguson the former Rangers and Scotland superstar is with us and Mark Guidi number one on the radio number one columnist is with us here and also Friday night as well. Barry will be here on Wednesday tomorrow night. We've got John Hartson in the studio along with Stephen Cragen. Looking forward to that as well tomorrow evening. And then Rob will be back on Wednesday. So much to look forward to building up Barry to Thursday night. Another massive game. And can you do that? I suppose you have to. At what point do you stop stop thinking about, you know, the Aberdeen game or whatever and you really start thinking about Europa League? This morning when they went into mm. training. Um, you, you can only take one game at a time. You start looking too far in front, Paul. Um, it bites you in the backside for me. Uh, so today, the, the focus would have been on Red Star. And listen, I, I, this is not going to be an easy game. It's not going to be an easy game. Um, I've looked at some of their stats, some of the players they've got. Watched a couple of highlights on, on YouTube, actually, yesterday. And they look a decent outfit, so it's not going to be an easy one. But listen, I did say, when I looked at the draw... That's one team you thought that's winnable, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure of Rangers. You, you win confident, don't go in overconfident. But it's important home game Thursday night that they get a decent enough lead to take over there because it is a hostile place to go. I've been over there myself, um, but certainly, no doubt in my mind about it, a winnable tie. Serbian champions, Mark. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy, but but it is winnable. Yeah, I, I agree with. Barry, it is winnable. I mean, this strikes me as a tie 
Paul that will go to possibly go to the the hundred and eightieth minute. I think it's going to be tight. Nothing's going to be settled at Ibrox on Thursday night. But you know, ideally, what you want is Rangers to take some form of lead um, over to Belgrade. Whether that be a two-one, a one-nil, a three-two, whatever it may be, a couple of goals even better. Mm-hmm. But just take something over there um, that that just puts that seed of doubt. Uh, um, in the mind of the, the Red Stars players but I, I think um, this has got the makings of another cracker and um, I can see Rangers getting mm. a good result to take over uh, to Serbia on uh, on Thursday night I don't know what it is but it happened under Steven Gerrard and there's been a, a transition a very smooth transition into Giovanni Van Bronckhorst when it comes to European football but they seem to know what to do um, to go over the line they've been in the last 16 the last mm. three years Never got to the last eight, unless I'm mistaken. Did they once get the last? Can't remember. But anyway, this is a chance to really go and um, do it. And for Giovanni Van Van Bronckhurst um, to go and do it is was it Slavia or Sparta? Put, 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 I'm trying to think now. It's remarkable. But anyway, there's been some it? really yeah. big runs in sure. Europe when it wasn't happening years. in the league yeah. three, yeah. four years ago. It was yeah. happening in Europe, yeah. and he has continued it. The results against Borussia Dortmund were massive, weren't they? Every people were talking about it. We're obviously a Glasgow radio station, but right across Europe. Yeah, the, certainly the the game in Dortmund, Paul. Mm. I, I thought they were brilliant from start to finish. The game at Ibrox, a bonus with you. Dortmund were were different class mm. in the first half, and I was worried at half time two one. Um, but again, Gio goes and, and changes uh, the formation from his normal 4-2-3-1 um, to a 3 at the back. And that, that one Rangers again, that change at half time. That 10 minutes at half time, and I know what it's like as a player, as a manager, 10 minutes is not a lot of time to go and, and talk the guys through things. Obviously, I think they've, they've worked on it in training. If things weren't going to plan, they would, they would change. So it's always good to have a plan B and certain Rangers have got that and that change at half time got them through in the tie Do you think Rangers fans appreciate the tactical noose that it, the guy has that GVB has or is it still a period where they're waiting to see what happens and it's going to be defined for them by retaining the title? Yeah, probably I, I, they're probably looking in, in, at the stage when, when Gio took over but was it six points they were in front? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and now that's it's a nine point change um, and some of the points away from home that's been dropped have been disappointing there's mm. no doubt about it I mean I, I go back to the, the Dundee United game they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net I think it was mm. 27 attempts or 29 attempts on goal Aberdeen away Ross County away and the big one after the Dortmund game was being 2-0 up at home against Motherwell and conceding two goals in the, the second half which uh, which would have disappointed him, no doubt about it. You could see after the game, he was angry. Um, but listen, sometimes when things go against you, it's how you react. And they've went to St. Johnson, as I said, that that was always going to be a tough game. I don't care with St. Johnson in the league, they're fighting for their lives. Pitch wasn't great. They come away with 1 0. And then again, on Saturday, the performance wasn't what the fans hmm. expect. But the main thing is they come away with three points. So look, there's still eight games to go. They're still in Europe, they're still in the Scottish Cup quarter-final. They've got a tough one up at Dens Park in the quarters, but they're still in all competitions. Celtic three points ahead of Rangers. Let's hear from the manager speaking um, about his squad's resilience. They were really a resilient mob. I mean, the last time we left here, we were in sixth point. So, you know, it goes to show you that, uh, you know, they, right from the start, even though they were difficult beginnings, um, 
this group of players, whatever challenge they've had, they've overcome and they continue to overcome. They got the win yesterday convincingly. What was the key to that? The key is just to approach each game, as I said, every challenge in the same way, and that's what we do. And um, you know, we, We're kind of new. As I said, it's a difficult venue, difficult opponent, but we still thought the answers lay in playing our football, having good energy, good tempo, and I thought we did that right from the start. Yeah, they were on it yesterday. Mark, some breaking news. The former Celtic boss, Neil Lennon, is joining AC Omonia Nicosia in Cyprus, uh, back in football after, what, 13 months? So Neil Lennon, back in football. Yeah, um, delighted for, for Neil Lennon. Uh, first of all, you know, wish him all the all the best. Um, you know, going to, to, to separate football, he's taken over there. They're the league champions, Herringberg, um, as a manager, but results not quite um, as good as what the club want them to be. Um, at this stage and I just hope that it works out for Neil I hope we can use this as a platform to go on to bigger and better things with the greatest respect to to separate football um, and I think he deserves that we could get into that we could have a, two, a full two hour show on Neil Lennon and Celtic mm. and what went wrong um, last season but one thing I just I don't think that he's uh, deserved um, some of the comments and, and mm. some of the reaction towards him from some of the Celtic supporters, I think it's been over the top. Look, it wasn't great last season, but it was a collective collapse. It wasn't all down to Neil Lennon. From the recruitment department to the boardroom, to the backroom staff, you know, to whatever, you know... The players. Whatever, the players, <laughs> yeah, exactly, the players. Absolutely, the players. So, all the different things that went on, but ultimately, the, the manager carries um, the can. So, um, anyway, to get back to it, you've been a very successful manager um, for Celtic. Look at what he managed to do for Hibs as well. And I know that's, you know, four, five, six years ago. It is a bit of the here and now. But I wish him well. Your old, um, no, not your rival. colleague, but your rival, exactly. Yeah, what would listen, you say about Neil? I've got a bonus with you whenever I've been in his, uh, in his company. Um, I've always liked his company. I've, mm. He's a guy I respected. Listen, I had many battles um, with him on the pitch. Uh, and I agree with Mark, some of the, I think some of the criticism that he took last year was a bit overboard um, albeit Celtic had a horrendous season no doubt about it so no it's it's great to see him back in the game um, one thing about he's got fair skin so we're all factor 50 <laughs> over in Cyprus well, it's place, warm isn't it next yeah, few months one yeah. of my favourite holiday destinations oh. uh, Cyprus so I'm sure he'll have the old skip hat on um, yeah. in case he gets a bit of heat stroke you, you, but look it's it's a new challenge for yep. I think you always mentioned that he wanted to manage abroad. Mm. Um, so, listen, it's a good challenge for him over there. They're, they're champions. Um, Separate football's on the up as well, isn't yep. it? You know, it's on yep. the up. Yeah, there's a, quite a few like well-known um, ex-players having over and managed in, in Cyprus. So, it's, it's an opportunity for him, something that I'm sure he'll, he'll look forward to. And I'm sure we'll back. Well, I'm yep. sure soon we'll see him back mm. in the, the game. Certainly in Britain. We wish him all the best. I saw him a few weeks ago. And uh, yeah, he was looking forward to getting back into the game. And that's him back in. So Neil Lennon on his way to Cyprus on a cold day like this. Although, Chris, beautiful day. But uh, worst places to manage and play your football. Back to the current manager then. We were listening to Ange Postacoglu a moment or two talking about the uh, the resilience of the squad. We've spoken about some of the players missing. He is rotating the squad well, Barry, or do you feel he is? Do you agree? Yeah, when you look at the team yesterday, mm. um, he did make a, a few changes. Beaton coming in and moving Callum McGregor further forward, obviously James Forrest. So the, the guys who come in made a difference. They did. Even Ralston at right back had a, a, a decent game, but I thought Beaton just sitting in there um, 
just held things together. It allows, obviously, McGregor to get further forward and he's always a danger further, uh, further forward, uh, Callum McGregor. And James Forrest, for me, I said that that's the best game he's had all season. He looked fresh. He looked... Um, he had that bit of zip about him again. Um, so the changes obviously worked. What about Maeda? Were you impressed by him? He needed a goal and he got it. Yeah, again, sometimes players come in for criticism and you think he's only just arrived in the country. Got to get, I know you don't get a lot of time at the old firm. I, I totally get that. You've got to hit the ground running. But he did at the start. He scored a few goals. He's been off the boil a wee bit. But listen, sometimes the goals are the best for centre-forwards. Header for a couple of yards. And I'm sure that'll give him a lot of confidence. And he's played a lot of football over there in the, in the J-League before he came. Yep. It's been a long season for him, hasn't it? Yeah, and I think it even goes back before. I mean, I think these guys, have, he's hardly had a break in about yep. two or three years, yep. um, Paul. So, look, that you know, getting that goal yesterday certainly will do him no harm uh, whatsoever. Um, he's a striker. He's on the pitch to try and score. He's played his part in a hard-fought victory yesterday in a difficult venue uh, for Celtic over the years. Three points are in the bag. He's done his job. Just leave the guy alone. Let him go. On. I mean, honestly, I can, I, I kind of get my head around the criticism that starts so quickly. You know, you know, for guys, particularly when they come from from another country. You know, he's he's doing his bit. You know, he's doing it. And we're not talking about transfer fees. Don't always come into it anyway. But he's maybe somewhere between a million and a million and a half pounds. Now you can always already see that that is money well spent. Absolutely, money well spent so just give the guy a break well, well, one thing he can't label against him is his work rate yeah. mm. I mean, he, he chases lost everything. causes yep. yeah, he, 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 he puts everything into the game and another thing I was going to say I was interested before the game to read that Postacoglu trained on AstroTurf yeah. mm-hmm. and then obviously with the Bodo situation that he, he felt he, there was no need um, and I think it's always important to go and train on the surface that you're going to be playing on and obviously Celtic have got one up at, at Lennox Town so that was an interesting comment it looks as though it paid off didn't it they look much more comfortable on it yeah you go and do a couple of sessions that's the, the norm for me and we spoke about it yeah, the, the, the Bodo I game. thought it was unusual not to do it oh, sure. just yep. to not even to train just go mm-hmm. and walk just have a walk on yep. it spend 15 minutes inside the stadium just getting all your what's the main difference you, for players then on artificial there's a different bounce on it and all, all Arshatur's Paul are, are different as well mm. if you look at Livingston's there's a lot, there's a lot more pellets mm. um, the black pellets on, on the surface so for me I think it's important as a player I would like to go and test the surface out go and do a passing drill on it that's what you do you do boxes and then you'll, you'll play a, a game on it just to get used to the, the surface so that was an interesting read to, to see that he wanted to train on Arshatur's before the Livingston game but he didn't want to do it against Bordeaux so what's that tell you? Exactly. Uh, the, the, he was thinking about the league wasn't he? The Bordeaux game I mean they're never going to say that. Well, it's, but, also, it's also yeah. a sign that he, he's not too stubborn he's not stubborn in terms of you know I might have called that wrong ahead of the Bordeaux I'm not going to repeat that mm. I'm going to make sure that we have at least one good session on Tough ahead of the game against Livingston that, that's what it says to me. Or they weren't that bothered about the Conference League not really. Hey. Maybe maybe not going think, to the I ground I think they're well see it depends I think they're bothered about it but it depends now so had they won and not Bodo out mm. but they've been perfect preparation manager called it right didn't he to go bump sure. straight to the hotel train at Lennox Town and away you go but yeah. it's not it's backfired in a way uh, but Celtic were just outplayed um, mm. on the night so he thought well 
I'll just have a training session against Livy on right. Ashton Tough. It's yeah. not going to do it yet. So for me, that it just strikes as being whether the two are connected or not. But it strikes me as being it's been a lesson learned from him, and he's not going to repeat that mistake. But a midweek off for the first time since what last September. Here's yeah. the manager again speaking uh, just after the win. Obviously, you know we, we kind of know it's a difficult place to come and win, but more importantly, I thought we played really well. You know we, we were dominant from the first minute. We kind of. Yeah, um, sort of still kept our patterns and created good chances. Um, yeah, they were always a threat from set pieces, but yeah, really that was the only threat. And I thought, yeah, they're a big side, so it was always going to be a bit of a challenge for us. But I still thought we handled it all well. Live in Sky yesterday, Barry, and uh, people would enjoy watching Jota, who was man of the match. Yeah, I think any football fan, yeah. um, he's he's one of the ones where fans enjoy watching he's he's been a real find I'll be honest with you I didn't know anything about him didn't know too much about him but obviously Postacoglu's done his homework and he's come in and he, he's been a breath of fresh air for, for Celtic um, and in terms of wide players normally you get inconsistency in general he's been really consistent I, I say that after the last the, the first sorry couple of months he came in is he going to keep this standard up um, and he certainly has, and he, he looked he looked apart again yesterday. He's, he can go either way. He's like, it's very similar to Ryan Kent. You don't know whether mm. he's going to go down the line or he's going to go inside. He's got the trickery, and they they guys are they're, they're match winners. These guys. That'll be some match up, won't it? Jota v Kent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> both, yeah, yeah, both, and, and Kent's coming into yeah. into form, I think, as well for for Rangers. Um, a vital time the past few games, particularly. Um, in Europe and for Jota you know, he had that injury so he missed five or six weeks I think it was and we done him no harm as well Paul just chance to get a breather just to, to regroup and then come back um, fresh and, and ready to go um, again it'll be interesting to see if, if Celtic do manage to, to hold on to him for, for next season but that's further um, down the line but right now he's a talent he's more than made a significant contribution I think there's more to come from between now and the end of the season um, as well and he can be be happy with, with what he's managed to achieve so far with, with the form he's shown there'll be other teams looking at him now mm-hmm. there, there, there's no doubt about it whether Celtic have got it written in the contract that they've got first got him um, I'm sure the Celtic fans will be they'll be desperate to, mm. for him to, to, to stay because I, I think if he did sign in a permit you're talking you're lucky if he, if he kept that sort of form out uh, form up sorry mm-hmm. a year 18 months then he would be he would be off again because he's a grafter as well, isn't he, Barry? I mean, he works hard as well. Yeah, and I like seeing that for wide players. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's all about their technique and oh, they, yeah. they can glide past players, but he's similar. Ryan Kent as well and Jota, they do the dirty side of the game. They go back and they help their full-backs and that, that's a brilliant thing to have as a, as a wide player. Are they the prima donnas in the game? Sometimes the wide players, are they a bit... They are, I played with a number of wide yeah. players who were fantastic on, on the ball, yeah. but I always go back to him, see Neil McCann. Mm-hmm. Neil McCann yeah. was like old school winger, he would just glide past a player and, and whip it in, but see Neil McCann as a team player, mm-hmm. always have him when you're starting 11. Peter Lovenkrantz as well. Yep. He played more through the middle, eh, right. Peter Lovenkrantz. Yeah. Yep. Used him more through the, the, the middle with his, with his electric pace. Mm. Mark, wide men. It's a bit yeah. special, isn't it? Yeah, you can they, whip the they, ball they, can, they can yeah. be frustrating, but there's nothing that excites uh, me more, Paul, than getting the ball to a winger and, and watch them take on a foot. We were watching Man City in that yesterday, yeah. the way they moved the ball about in the wide areas. Um, and uh, yeah, I love to see good wingers. They're, they're, they're a real pleasure to watch. 
Go Radio Football Show with Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy, Paul Cooney. More of your calls next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Final section of the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Thanks, Rochelle, for looking after us tonight. Loads of calls coming in. We're going to go through the... How the other teams did at the weekend, Rangers winning on Saturday 1-0, put them joint top along with Celtic, and then Celtic winning 24 hours later, 3-1 at Livingston. Someone who would be happy about that, I would imagine, is Reagan, who's on the line. Reagan, good evening. Paul, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Good to hear you, Reagan. Uh, so what's in your mind tonight? I just think it's a very important win to go to the Tony Macaroni Arena, because like I said a few months ago, the last team Celtic won there, um, I think the smoking ban was still in Scotland. Uh, <laughs> I think so many other things are still in. So it's a very important win, Paul. It's been, it's been so long and I think it's so important because psychologically yesterday, I think that would have been the opportunity. And I know Barry won't admit it, but I think that would have been the opportunity for Celtic to maybe slip up a little bit and Rangers to catch up. So for Celtic to get through that, it's very, very important. And another point I've got for Mark and Barry is that uh, well, well, the way the top six is looking, I was doing my research yeah. table, mm-hmm. and if the top six stays the same way it is, Celtic would have five games at home and three away. So I think Celtic are in poor position to win this title. Mm, that's some good info and good start there from him, because we're obviously, we, we don't know yet how it's going to finish up. Uh, Celtic 73 points Rangers 70 Hearts on 50 Hebs 37 along with Livingston just one behind them is Ross County Dundee United and Motherwell so and then St Mirren on 33 Aberdeen on 32 it's a great point he makes isn't it about who's going to get the advantage of uh, an extra home game yeah I mean that's um, if it does stay the same it can quickly change because it's so tight um, there but I think for Celtic or Rangers, they won't be bored about who's in the top mm. six, Paul. They're just going to look yep. at it game by game. You know, once you get to that split, there's five games to go, and it's yeah, it's it's obviously ability. You know, you put the ball in the, in, in, in the net at one end and try and keep a clean sheet at the other, but it's, it's mentality too. For example, the last ten minutes at Ibrox, mm. being able to cope with that scenario that Rangers managed to cope with when Kemar Roof pops up, the manager makes a massive decision. Now imagine if that backfired. We'd have called tonight probably people wanting Giovanni Van Bronckhorst sacked. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we would have. Mm. Yeah, had that backfired. Yeah, I think that could have been the 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 final straw in terms of the the league. Had Rangers not won um, on Saturday, but but they've kept themselves in there. The managers made a brave decision, and uh, it was the right decision because it paid off. Uh, it was a match winner. But moving on, it gives us another title race. Reagan's point, I would agree with in terms of having watched the the game on television yesterday. Celtic looked apart out with going to Ibrox. I think that's possibly Celtic's toughest fixture uh, away, yes, um, remaining yes. this season. Um, so to go there and and win convincingly, uh, Reagan um, just told me that Celtic absolutely have got the bit between their teeth. They they can see this flag title flag in sight, and I don't think they're going to they're going to let go of that top spot. Barry, it's in their hands. Yeah, but same uh, for Rangers. Looking at the game, and, and Reagan had mentioned. Uh, myself and any Rangers fan or, or whatever I'm looking at game and that's a potential banana skin mm. but I knew after five minutes mm. yeah. I knew when the game kicked off I'm thinking to myself no. Celtic have got that bit between their mm. teeth they, they started the game 
um, really well as I said Paul really on the, the, the front foot and look nobody can argue they, they deserve to win the game and that would have been one that I'm sure a lot of Rangers fans would have been looking at because mm. the simple fact is they're um, against Livingston mm. in the past it's not been a great record Livingston yeah. are on real good form David Martindale's doing a brilliant job along with Marvin Bar- uh, Bartley and plus you're going to the AstroTurf so there's there's three things here mm. and that was a, it was a potentially hard game but listen that's where you've got to give credit he made a couple of changes and I thought the changes worked for, for Celtic mm. as well um, and in terms of Rangers I thought the players showed a bit of bottle on Saturday because I could hear the murmurs 70 minutes they were getting a bit mm. restless they were getting a bit worried and then obviously going and making that change with Morelos um, that takes a bit of bottle as well you're taking your talisman off and you're putting uh, roof on um, so listen it's uh, both both managers deserve a lot of credit but in terms of uh, from a Rangers side they'd be looking at that and that was a a, um, a game that you would maybe think that Celtic would have dropped points but you've got to give them credit because I thought from start to finish they were in control of the full game see, see that thing that tells me about, about Giovanni Van Bronckhorst you look at it, the, the half time change against Borussia Dortmund but more particularly that change with you know late in the game on yeah. Saturday that tells you how focused and single-minded Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is. Not making a change because of the, the fans mm. doing it for what he believes taking off and what the Rangers, a lot of Rangers fans would perceive as a star man. That shows a real single-mindedness, a real belief in what he does. And that tells me, regardless whether Rangers won the title or not this season, that tells me that he's the right man for the job. He is the right man to go and lead Rangers through the next period. Because if it doesn't go to plan this season, you've got to bear in mind he's only one transfer window. Mm-hmm. He wants to go and do things himself. He's still implementing things. So um, he's uh, there's a lot that I like about Giovanni uh, Van Bronckhurst, uh, Paul, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and his sub- uh, substitutions made a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ba- the Balligan one, as uh, I spoke about earlier Lord. on. But also, people are saying, Morelos, he took Ryan Jack off mm-hmm. as well. He put Lundstrom on. Um, and I, I would probably say Ryan Jack and Morelos are probably two of the most important mm. players in that Rangers team especially in the last oh, month or so yep. yeah. so it takes a bit yep. of bottle to go and make that change 12 minutes to go and mm. obviously it worked Regan I've got another question for you Paul I was watching the game yesterday and I'm thinking this park this, this park is a disgrace I'm just wondering do you guys think that from next season we should put a ban in place that we should have no plastic pitches in the top flight because I think it's a disgrace. I think you know top level I'm... football, Reagan, in Scotland, Premier League football should be played in grass. I get lower level, they do it to bring income yeah. in, community. it's good for the community yep. and whatever, but I think Premier League football, Reagan, I totally agree with you, uh, for me should be played uh, played on grass. I agree. Mark, what would you say? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would make that a stipulation. Um, I've been involved in, in top flight football um, again, yep, lower league, sure, mm. you know, for, for, for income and revenue and that yeah. sense of community. But when we're watching our game, and you know, again, I keep going back, we've got, we've got a 35 million quid yeah. title, we've got clubs going for top six, we've got club fighting for the clubs fighting for their lives um, at the bottom. Every game should be played on grass, and that should be non negotiable. And Kilmarnock, Regan, if they come up, there's just a point in it, and they're many people's favourites, then Kelly, great club they should get back to the the natural pitch oh Paul I think they do I think they should because I think it makes a mockery of our game because mm-hmm. as much as I was on the show last week saying about we need to sell the game 
not a very good selling point if I've got the the plastic uh, parks there. No. So I think if you're Livingston, if, you, if you're Derek McKay's, I think you should be saying to your team, look, we want to play the game on grass because you'll get the best football player in it. So Regan, final point to you. Are you confident? How confident are you? F- sort of sixty percent confident Celtic will win it, or are you seventy-five? Or are you hundred percent? Who's going to win the title? How do you feel? Um, Paul, I, I said this last week to Mark and uh, Davy and Barry. I'm I'm a wee bit nervous because of no Kyogo and David Tumble, but yeah. the, the the fact that we're seeing David Tumble's back in a few weeks and Kyogo could be back for the old fun game, so. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty confident, but uh, I I think even when it was uh, free, it was free it was it was uh, free one yesterday, mm-hmm. I was still a bit worried in case they, they they got that one goal back and it went went to the game. So I think it'll be uh, tossing turning to throw the season back and see something definitely winning it. Yeah. All right, Reagan. Thanks for calling. When you mentioned the Tony Macaroni Stadium, we've just been speaking about sausage suppers and things, Barry. <laughs> so you're thinking of making a diversion no, tonight? No, 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 no. Is it the pasta tonight, or? Yep, yeah. I'm um, I'm on a, a health kick again. Listen, yep. it's good. You got to have a balanced life. Yeah, of course. I mean, a wee sausage supper. Been doing a treat, but I've got to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> but then we started yeah. talking about King Rib. We did, yeah. Something. I'd never had one, so there's Rochelle. Who knows? Right, no getting them in I'm sure they do. I just, <laughs> I'd never had it. Reagan, listen, thanks for that call. What about the weekend at Motherwell, Barry? You worrying about Motherwell just not getting a win? And Saturday, one one yeah, with Dundee. I, I was surprised at that start when you said, um, yeah. was it December? That's December 21, since they won. Yeah, that they hadn't won a game. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. surprised. But listen, I, I, I look at Mono, they have got some decent players. Mm. And you look at them, they've been, for me this season, they've been too inconsistent, mm. Mono. Yeah. And the manager, maybe does, the fans have been saying he keeps changing it. Having done so well against Rangers, then he made changes in the next game. And I think that's frustrating a lot of the Motherwell fans. I speaking to somebody today, Mark. Yeah. And, and I think you look yeah. at the last two home games, Paul, um, home in Ross County. Yeah. Homey Dundee one point out of six that, that, that's not good enough and you can understand why the Motherwell fans are frustrated that said Graham Alexander's had them in fourth position at yep. uh, this stage of the league mm-hmm. and they can still go up there they can still put a couple of wins together and uh, comfortably get into the top six oh, for sure they're uh, on the 36 points uh, other games at the weekend so Ross County we touched on them earlier 1-0 against St Mirren it's a phenomenal performance, isn't it? And you reckon, I know I heard you on Friday, you reckon they could come fourth? Yeah, I, I just think they're, they're high in confidence um, and they're hitting form at the right time, Paul. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people fancy Hibs. I don't know where the goals are going to come from uh, for Hibs. Well, I, I really don't. Yeah. That, that's a major issue. There might be another, maybe Livingston, but I'm going to stick with Ross County and, mm-hmm. and what a run they've been on lately. Hungbo again with a penalty at the weekend. Hibs St Johnson, Mark, you were yeah. at the match. Yeah. Um, it's a better point for St Johnson, isn't it? Yeah, I would, I would, I would say so. I mean, that's Hibs um, three league games in a row, nil nil, the three league game. But yeah, it, it takes them up into fourth. A full uh, house place. as well in the yeah, day. It was, yeah, it was. It was a great atmosphere on um, Saturday. Great initiative by Hibs. Was that know, a five to get in. So yeah. brilliant. You know, credit to Hibs for that. And the St Johnson fans responded as well. Nearly two thousand. They travelled to the game. Did you have the fiver on you? Okay. You yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw Barry into the wallet. <laughs> and ten, ten, ten bob bits. Yeah. Um, He's so on the phone for two comms. <laughs> <laughs> They're all oh, sorted. I had to keep my money for my kingdom. So, so <laughs> we had. Um, so yeah. Yep. What looking at Hibs? There's a wee bit of fragility there. There's a wee bit of 
anxiousness they're not mm-hmm. carving over open chances to the best of my recollection Xander Clark never really had a safe to make um, nor did Zabrowski and, and the other goal I can't see Hibs finishing in fourth I think I said in Friday living mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's between Livy and Ross County mm-hmm. and Dundee United and Hearts 2-2 that's a more than decent result for Dundee United isn't it against yeah, Hearts yeah I fancied Hearts yeah. to go up there because um, I did say I, I thought they had their blip a few weeks ago yeah. when mm-hmm. they went a few games without a win maybe five injuries five subs during the game yep um, that'll be uh, that'll be worrying for, for Robbie but look third place is cemented for, for Hearts and, and um, what a season for, for Robbie coming up for the championship cement in third place um, he deserves a lot of credit for that that's us out of time and uh, yeah but it's um, quick two hours great to have you back but thank you very much we'll be back tomorrow night with John Hartson and Stephen Cragen Barry we'll see you on Wednesday look yep. forward to that and Mark you'll be back Friday night Jokal Day is coming up next after the news The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more Let's go